Hey guys, I have a very special guest, photographer David Christopher Lee. He has worked in over 40 countries and has developed an innovative international style of his own. You can see his outstanding portraits on dclee.net. As a celebrity portrait photographer, creative director, and producer, David has worked with so many celebrities and major brands like Richard Branson, Lady Gaga, Kim Kardashian, Demi Moore, Usher, Snoop Dogg, Julianne Huff, just to name a few. And he continues to shoot countless campaigns that are featured in the New York City at Times Square. And he has been featured in like Vogue, InStyle, everywhere, so many magazines. And during the pandemic, he really got into health and he is now dry fasting and biohacking. He's super famous and he's also my cousin. Welcome to Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. I'm your host, Carissa, and I've been a Los Angeles wedding photographer for over a decade. I've traveled the world, built my team, and seen it all. I now coach wedding photographers hit 10K a month and build a thriving business. In this podcast, we are going to deep dive into how top wedding creatives get that heck yes from their dream clients. We are not holding back on the struggles of the business and how to push through the noise. Some healthy hustle, mindset shifts, up-leveling your money story, time hacks because I'm a mom of two, a little bit of woo-woo, and most importantly, self-love and confidence are just a few of the many things we will talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Woo Wednesday so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. See you guys soon. (laughs) What up, cuz? How's it going? Good to see your face. Yeah, you too. It's been a little while. Yeah, it's been a while. So I guess the first question is just, you've done everything. You're super famous. You're insta famous. Um, you've been an imp- inspiration to me. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But what are you up to nowadays? Um, now, well, I just bought a place in downtown. Oh, you did? Congrats. <laughs> Thanks. So I'll be setting up my portraits to be there. And I'm really focused on doing my portraits. So, you know, I've done so many different types of photography in the past, like fashion, food, interiors, but now I'm just really focused on portraits. And um, I've been shooting a lot of celebrities and just really being extremely technical and getting them to to look their best. Yeah, I mean, your portraits are freaking amazing. So what kind of camera are you using? I have, um, I have a Hasselblad H60, which is... Um, 100 megapixels, and then um, a Leica M10. And that one's like, I think it's like 18 megapixels or something like that. Wow. So that's like a 40K thousand dollars, just the body? Yeah, for the Hasselblad. And then I think the Leica body is like 8,000 or something like that. Whoa, that's so crazy. So you're just focusing on portraits. Congrats on your new place. I know you moved back home um, during the pandemic because nothing was happening. So have you been searching for a house for a while? Um, just for a little bit, you know, I've, I've spent so much time downtown, so I thought it would be a good time to go back. Nice. Nice. So how are you like getting all these celebrities now to shoot their photos? I know you've been doing it for so long, but what's like your, your, your market right now? Well, with the celebrities, it's just, so I've been shooting celebrities for the past 20 years. So now, now it's just like a lot of referrals or I'll meet them at a party or, you know, They'll read for other ones. So um, I guess it's, it's just taking a little time. But now, you know, now they just call me. Nice. So do you just have them come in and 
take their photo and then do submit submit it to magazines and that's how you get paid? Yeah, well, sometimes sometimes the celebrities will hire me directly mm-hmm. or sometimes a magazine will hire me or a brand will hire me. It, it really It really just depends. That's awesome. So I just want to take it back a little bit. I mean, you're my cousin through my mom's side and you're about how old are you? 39? 39. Yeah. 39. So you're three years older than me. Um, and just to give the listeners a little backstory, like this one fun story was you would take us to like fun events when I was like 21. And um, one of them was like Paris Hilton's event. And my mom tells a story to everyone, but you were just like going up to everyone and like networking and be like, Hey, I'm David Lee and I'll take your photos. And you're just fearless. Um, so we always talk about that story and it's been an inspiration for me to just see you kind of like go out there and get what you want. But tell us like a little bit about your background, like growing up and how you how you got to have like this fearless mindset. Well, I am, um, you know, I, I grew up in Hacienda Heights and during school I would just, I, I played piano and um, I played piano and I did really well in school. Um, actually played piano with the USC orchestra concertos. Yeah, I but, remember you're so good. But then I just got I get I got totally burnt out, and I thought, you know, I thought it was just kind of boring. Um, same same goes with school. So um, when I was in high school, my dad gave me a Nikon Coolpix 950, which is a 2.1 megapixel camera, and then I just saw it as like, okay, this could be my tool to get into get into events like award shows and celebrity filled events so i called 17 magazine and i asked if i could cover the teen choice awards for my high school newspaper wow and um they told me to fax in my request and they ended up letting me in so um it was 1999 and i was the first photographer with a digital camera on the red carpet everybody else was using film at that time Mm. so i took a picture of the publicist and i showed her the picture on the camera that was the first time she's ever seen a digital camera Wow. So she asked if I could send her those pictures that night of um, of in sync with the publisher and Brittany with the publisher, and she said she'd give me twelve hundred dollars a picture. So um, I said sure, and then she gave me an all access pass to the entire show, and then I just followed her around taking all these exclusive pictures, and I had the time of my life. I shot Brittany in sync, Backstreet Boys, Christina Aguilera, like all those people, and. Um, that was that's really how I started, and that year I became the official digital photographer of a lot of the other major award shows, like Billboard Music Awards, um, People's Choice Awards, and a lot of the other ones. Yeah, I mean, I I actually remember that when that happened because you were super stoked, and you told your parents, and they told all the aunties, so everyone was super hyped for you. <laughs> yeah. So were you always like that as a kid? Like you just kind of went for what you want, and were you always into celebrities? Um, no, I, I mean, as a kid, all I did was study and play piano and sports, but I just, I was just so bored of being in the suburbs, like Hacienda Heights and yeah. you know, around those people that I grew up with. It just wasn't, it just wasn't very inspiring. So, 66. <laughs> yeah, so I just wanted to get out and that's why I would go to LA all the time because there were so many fun parties and lots of celebrities and just so many things happening. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. So this is kind of a fun question. You've done so much and you traveled the world, work with so many amazing brands and celebrities, but what is your biggest accomplishment in business? Mm, 
I guess the biggest accomplishment is just I have a very flexible schedule and I get to do whatever I want. So I have a lot of freedom. Yeah, you do. I don't really think about, I don't have to think about how I'm going to make money because I, it always just comes. Mm. I just get to do what, what I like. So. Oh, I love that. So I have to ask this question because it's the title of my podcast, but what is like your biggest sales technique? sales technique? I know like your work speaks for itself, but do you have something that like you could get that heck yes from your dream clients? Um, you need to show them quality and consistency. Before I used to show, I used to show everything because I was mm-hmm. types of photography. And I thought, you know, oh, my website needs to have all these different categories. But what happens is when you do that, then people just see you as a regular photographer and then they don't see you as like the specialist. So mm-hmm. um, if you look at my site now, it's all portraits and they all, you know, a lot of them are celebrities, some aren't, but they're all like similar lighting and style. And you want people to hire you for your own style, not, yeah. not, not just as like, like another photographer. Yeah. When you sent me that link uh, to davidclee.net, I was like, wow, this is quality and consistent. So um, you really capture like the essence of their character through that one like photo of them. And I think you posted on Facebook today or yesterday, but your the pixels are so like sharp, like you could actually see you in his eyeball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so walk me through um you know, you're, you're, you're living the party life, you're going to all these events, you're so well connected, and then everything shuts down during pandemic. Um, how did you, I know you shifted so much and you changed so much and evolved, but walk me through like a little bit about like what happened to your business and how you overcame like all the struggles of the pandemic. Well, my parents live in Huntington Beach. So at the time I was living in West Hollywood and they told me to just move home because there was nothing to do. So I got rid of my place and I moved home and, um, and then I just, you know, I just focused on health and fitness and biohacking. So, um, I really got into meditation, mindset, um, manifestation, and, um, I just focused on my health and I learned so much about so much about everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, Yeah. I, I listened to that podcast, um, with that famous doctor, um, it's a name Boo. Uh, Kian Vu, yeah. Yeah, Kian Vu. And you talked a lot about dry fasting. Um, this is totally not related to the podcast or wedding professionals, but tell us like a little bit. Of, I know it's really dear to your heart right now, but uh, tell us a little bit about your your famous biohacking, which is dry fasting. Um, so with dry fasting, I did a seven-day dry fast, which is no food and no water. Which is crazy. Yeah. And what happens with that is your body goes through a full reset. So mm. what happens when you drink water is it causes a lot of metabolic processes in your body to happen. So that prevents from a lot of the healing. So when you don't drink water, then your body, the only thing your body can do is heal. And um, I'll tell you that the seven day dry fast is really tough because your body's go- going through so many different things and you're dehydrated and you don't feel good and you might have a headache. But like once you're done, it's it's so worth it because you get this full stem cell generation a, a, around your entire body. So um, wow, but I did it. So crazy. So how often do you do the dry fasting now? Well, I I did that 
I did the seven day one once. And then like lately for the past, like six months, I've been doing one, uh, a one day dry fast, like around like 40 hours a week. Huh. And it gives you more energy. Yeah. Like you'd be surprised. Like you don't get tired when you, when you're doing a dry fast. Huh? Yeah. I mean, you're so busy too. Like I, you probably are just like going through the day and just not thinking about food. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I need to try it because I'm so addicted to like processed sugars and like sugary drinks. And then, um, it gives me like brain fog and I just, I crash, but I just, I'm so like addicted to it. So I think I need, you need to help me with this dry fasting thing. Yeah. The, um, the one thing that I realize from doing this is that we're also attached to food. Mm-hmm. You really don't have to be. So once you get rid of that, you know, all these addictions, then you're able to think clearly. Yeah. So what have you struggled with the most in business and how have you overcome it? Um, the worst has been just having bad business partners mm-hmm. people that people that take advantage. So now I'm getting a lot better. Like I, I'm not, I'm not as nice as I used to be. Yeah. And um, you, you really have to think about what your goals are, and if the other person's goals don't align with yours, then just tell them no. Because yeah. it's just kind of a waste of time for both of you. Yeah, like creating yeah. boundaries. Yeah. So, are you just gonna go solo now and no more business partners? Yeah, for now. Yeah, I'm the same way. <laughs> I think me and you are like more like solo people. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We go at our own pace. I just want to ask like one more question and it's going to allude into our hot topic. But I know you've done like so many things like you used to do videos for high end restaurants. That's what took you like around the world and you used to do like parties and you did PR um, and you wrote for articles for food magazines and did like, food photography. But why now like celebrity portraits? Well, I've just, I've, I've just found a, it's just been my passion and I've worked with so many celebrities before, but I was kind of shooting all these different types of styles. So now I just want to do my style. Mm -hmm. I know if I do my style, then I'll I'll develop my style and things will happen from that. But the only way you're going to move forward is if you really specialize in one thing. Yeah, I love that. So I'm not doing, you know, I'm not doing, I'm not doing events anymore. I'm not shooting fashion. I'm not shooting food or interiors, which, you know, I, I can do that. I'm really good at shooting all those things, but now I just want to focus on portraits. So I love that. I mean, I am in this like weird transition stage of my life because I focused on the weddings for so long for like 12 years and now I'm transitioning to coaching, but right now I'm doing both. So it's really hard, especially like, you know, being a mom of two. Um, But I want to like just kind of retire from the photography and just focus on the coaching thing. So you're my inspiration. (laughs) Well, I'm sure you'll do really well because you have a lot of experience in the wedding industry. Yes, I do. I'm true veteran. Um, okay, so tell us about your hot topic. My hot topic of the day is creating a beautiful portrait. So one, you have to make your, your subject comfortable. So you need to create this environment, mm. create a safe environment. So one, you can do that by music. You can have a nice place, high ceilings. Just have a nice place to shoot in. Mm. Um, two it's all about lighting. So 
what I do is I love shooting with natural light, but it really depends on where you're shooting and if you can do that. So okay. if you're shooting with natural light, ideally you want high ceilings and big tall windows mm -hmm. and, um, and then you'll get gorgeous natural light coming in. But okay. if you don't have that, then you could do, you know, I, I've just been, been using continuous, continuous lights with soft boxes. Okay. So one on the right side and then one kind of in the back and then one um, on top just to like cut, cut or cut the person out from the background. Uh -huh. and then their face shape. I, I move the lights around so that I can really like show their jawline and make sure that they have that sparkle in their eyes. Huh? Yeah. Okay. I'll stop you there for one second because I just want to ask some follow-up questions. Okay. So for making the client feel comfortable, like do you ask them what type of music they like, or do you bring them like, fruits and water and coffee or do you have like chit chat with them and create good rapport like what's what's your technique um i don't ask them what kind of music they like because i i, I just you know i just like i like deep house music or classical oh, uh -huh. something that's relaxing and um yeah it's always good to talk to talk to the person that you're shooting so that they feel comfortable you can yeah. ask them about their day or you know what they're working on compliment them on you know what they're wearing um, just, or you could do a little bit of research about them before and figure out what their interests are. And then if you have that same common interest then talk about that. Yeah. I mean, I've seen you, you know, grow, um, from when you first started, but you would just be like very like comfortable with celebrities. And I think you had like Lincoln park at your house and you're just like hanging out with them and like showing them your dogs and <laughs> just kind of like relaxed and just creating that good relationship with them. So it, it was like, wow, like, you have all these celebrities at your house just chilling. So it's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we'll skip over number two. I don't think I have any follow-up questions about the lighting, but I want to ask you this question before we jump into tip number three. But um, like what led you to invest in this like $8,000, $5,000 camera? Like did you have like a mentor? Did you see, did you just know that those cameras are the best or was it like your selling point? Shout out to our sponsors. Photoboost Supply Co. helps entrepreneurs start and scale their businesses by creating meaningful experiences with a photo booth. Living in a digital age, anywhere people gather is an opportunity for an experience, and what better way to capture those memories than with a photo booth? There has never been an easier way for photographers to scale their businesses, increase their marketing efforts, and maintain cash flow during off-season than with a photo booth like the Sasso booth. Increase revenue $600 to $800 per event by adding a photo booth to your services so you can make more and work less. If you don't provide a photo booth, someone else will. So stop leaving money on the table and get yourself a Sasa booth today. No, I just I just wanted to take my my photography to the next level. Mm -hmm. So like when I was shooting with Canons and Nikons, you know, I just felt like I felt like everything started to look the same. Mm. So as an artist, you always need to, you need that creative inspiration. And that's, you know, that's why I upgraded just so that I could see more things and do more things. Oh, I love that. Okay. So that's a great um, tip just to up level. I think I love my Fuji, but I don't think I'm ready to invest like $8,000 to a camera. But when I do, I'm going to hit you up to see which one I should get. Okay, so take us away with tip number three for creating a, the perfect portrait. 
Um, tip number three, when you're posing people, you just have to look and see what makes their face look the best. So always make sure that like when your camera is like, like the same plane like this, uh -huh. some people you might want to start, you know, you might want to go up a little bit and see how that looks. And then just look how it makes their jawline look, look how it makes their face shape. Or if you go lower, sometimes people look better like that, but everybody, oh, everybody's different. And then sometimes you tell them to turn their shoulders one way, turn their shoulders the other way. Uh -huh. um, but you really just want to, you just want to capture them in different movements. Mm. But the main thing is you focus on their jawline and their cheekbones and their, the eyes. So you always yeah. want to highlight in their eyes. Huh? Yeah. I, I mean, I do the same thing with brides. Some people like because of their different like jawlines and noses, they look better in different angles and I'll, I'll shoot and I'll be like, Oh, like that doesn't look good. <laughs> So I totally, I, I, I tell my students, like, really try to look at, like, what their good angles are and if they have a side or, like, if they have, like, some sort of motion to make um, them look more, like, genuine or natural. So I love that tip. You can always ask them if they have a better side, too. Mm. So, I mean, sometimes girls will, girls will, most women will know, most uh -huh. guys won't, but most celebrities will know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do, so do you style them or do they bring their own wardrobe? Um, usually I'll style them. So okay. I'll have a stylist that comes in with, with a bunch of clothes. Oh, nice. Okay. So that's a great tip. Um, and then I guess one last tip before I start asking you more like fun questions. One more tip. I mean, learn, learn how to retouch and find your retouching style. Okay. Um, for me, I like, I like more like realism. Like mine's like the polished realism. So mm. You know, some people like more like, more like, um, like really polished or some people like super raw, but it all depends on what you like and then how you want to do it. So you just have to figure that out through your retouching. Do you use, can you disclose like the, um, like Photoshop or Portrait Pro or what editing tool you use or is it all just um, your own? Yeah, I use, um, I use, a, um, I use Photoshop and then I also have this like, this giant welcome board, which has a monitor in it. So uh -huh. like I can actually draw on the picture. So that's pretty Oh, cool. what's it called? W welcome board? W-A-C-O-M. Oh, I never heard of it. Yeah. So you draw like from their eyes and like make it just perfect? Yeah. And the screen, is, it, the screen sits on the, it sits on your table. So you can like, you just use a pen and you can draw on it. It's kind of like a drawing on an iPad. Oh, okay. That's so crazy. Okay. So these are great tips and listeners, you have to check out his work and just see exactly what we're talking about. Because once you check it out, then you'll see like the quality, the consistency and like how he captures this pretty much like the essence of their being. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to ask you like some fun questions about you, but let's see. What is your favorite like celebrity memory? I'm sure you have a ton, but just maybe one or two. Oh, um, shooting Lady Gaga was really surreal because she wasn't even famous. And we were at the area nightclub on La Cienega and it was really just me and her. So I was just telling her what to do, where to go. And she's just by herself. And then probably about five or six months later, she became this, you know, this superstar. And she was shooting with Mario Testino and the biggest photographer. Wow. So just seeing the progression of her career and knowing that I was, you know, part of part of the beginning of that was pretty pretty amazing. 
How did you make that happen? Um, I was in touch with um, the Universal Music Publicist. Mm-hmm. So they just they just told me about this, you know, this new artist, Lady Gaga. And I said, yeah, sure, I'll shoot her. And then Elijah told me about her. Um, he was working with Universal, too. So uh-huh. he told me that she's going to be the next Madonna, you know, and she really was. So, you know, usually you hear that all the time. Like, oh, yeah, she's going to be the next Madonna. But I mean, it's very rare that that would ever happen. Yeah, she's definitely like a legend for sure. That's so crazy. Do you do you still like do you ever get nervous with celebrities or it's just you've been doing it for so long and you just doesn't even phase you anymore? No, they're just they're just regular people like us. They just have a lot more um, handlers around. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Okay, next question. What is your favorite place you've ever traveled to? Oh, I, I mean, I love I love Paris. I mean, I was in Paris for four months, four months one time and then one month other time. And it's just it's just so magical and inspiring. Like everything's beautiful. The food's amazing. You have this gorgeous scenery. And it's just like you just love to look outside. It's just. Yeah, amazing. it's yeah. magical. Yeah. I know. I wish I shot you, gave me the opportunity to shoot like Coco Rocha's wedding with you, but I had just come back from my sister's bachelorette party in Mexico and I was so tired. <laughs> I know, but that would have been so epic, but um, I love all the photos. She's so beautiful. Next question is, I know you're like giving back a lot, but tell us a little bit about like your Asian hate campaign. Oh, so um, I did, I, I co-founded um, a project called NFT for Good. And, okay. It's basically we created um, about 88 NFTs of prominent Asian celebrities and influencers and um, influential people in the community, and um, and and then we auctioned them off for um, for Hate Is a Virus um, and Asian American Pacific Islander uh, Stop Asian Hate. Yeah. Auction. So we raised about we raised about a hundred thousand dollars for that. Wow. And then I produced a music video. Um, I produced a music video for the hotel lobby, which is um, one of my friends. And um, I got a bunch of celebrities to be in it, like Simu Lu from Shang-Chi. Uh-huh. Um, cast of, some of the people from Bling Empire. Um, and Lisa Ling and a bunch of other people. So, yeah. Yeah, I saw it. It was so good. And it's just... Um... Doesn't it feel like so good to raise that much money, which is crazy? Yeah. Yeah. It feels amazing. What is an M- NFT? Again, I know you told me many times. An NFT is a non-fungible token, which means that there's only one of a kind. So with NFTs, um, digital artists are able to create things and there's only one of them instead of, you know, instead of, you know, like somebody posts a picture online and then then there's like a million of them. Mm. This is a way for digital artists and photographers to monetize their craft. Oh, that's so interesting. I like it's blowing my mind. Um, I want you to tell me, I know you're just going like the portrait route and you got your brand new home in um, downtown LA, but like what does your company look like in like six months or one year? Like how will you evolve? Um, so I, I'm just starting to shoot portraits at, at weddings. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. So, um, we'll see where that takes me, but 
I'm going to set up a portrait station at, at the weddings and then people can take pictures with me. And then we'll yeah. have the, the full retouching process and everything. So tell me, tell me more, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll use, I'll use my Hasselblad, um, all the same lighting that I shoot this leveries with, but I'll, I'll be able to shoot, you know, hundred people that night. So, um, wow. I think it's the first time that people are doing this with this type of quality. Uh-huh. Usually like portrait studios or, you know, like a photo booth or like somebody might shoot with a bunch of Canons or Nikons. Uh-huh. But, um, this way I'm, I'm giving like the super high quality to, um, a lot of people at once. Wow. So are you working with like planners or you just know people like getting weddings? Like how are you getting that, that brand out? I mean, I only book, I just booked my first wedding, so I don't Ooh. know how I'm going to, um, I'm going to do it, but you know, you would know better than me. So we'll have to, I'll have to talk to you after this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure you're, you're charging like a lot for that. Um, but I would love to tag along with you yeah. and see how you work. Um, cool. cool. Okay. Do you want to ask me a question? Um, so how's coaching going? Ooh, good question. Um, right now I'm kind of like on that tip of the iceberg. I've struggled a lot because it was definitely like a big transition. I was a little naive. I thought I could post like on IGTV every day and then like people would, would you know, hire me, but <laughs> it took like a year. Um, so I have like my website coming out and I'm going to do some like ads and I have my masterclass coming out. And I think through all of it, I've honed in on my niche and that's like getting leads and mastering the dreaded sales call and also getting on the vendor list. So, you know, I could teach a lot of things because I've been doing it for so long, but I think it's good like to have a niche, just like your portraits. Um, and I could just focus on that. So as far as going, I have a couple of students that are doing really well. Um, but yeah, it hasn't been easy for sure. Um, so I've been learning a lot and, um, you know, I get down on myself sometimes for it not growing as fast as I wanted to, but I, I'm not giving up for sure because I think it's just my passion. And I think when you, when I keep failing and I keep wanting to do it again, I think that means like it's definitely my passion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. That's <laughs> like so you cool. being a photographer. Yes. It's just like you have to keep going and you like, you, you want it so bad. And I see that like with like me and you. And I think, you know, our whole family is very creative. Like, you know, you're a famous photographer. I'm a wedding photographer. My sister's a writer. Tiff's a designer. Alan's a sculptor. Ashley's a volleyball entrepreneur. <laughs> Crystal's an entrepreneur, volleyball teacher, and PE teacher. And who else am I missing? Uh, well, the other ones are young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're the older generation ones. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So any lasting advice for wedding professionals and then I guess just like where to find you and I guess they can't really work with you because they're not celebrities but <laughs> no, you can still work with me yeah okay okay so yeah tell us your lasting advice and then just how to work with you um my lasting advice would be just to never give up and you're gonna face a lot of rejection but the only way you can get from point A to point B is if you keep on asking and you're going to mm -hmm. get a lot of no's, but, you know, occasionally you'll get a yes. And then you take those yeses and you build on that. Yeah, I love that. Can you tell just really quick, because we're only at 30 minutes, but your, your penny story, because it's like, 
I love your penny story when you're a little boy. Oh, yeah. So when I was when I was six years old, my family was collecting coins and um, the coin show was coming up. And I knew that at the coin show, there was always this table with a bunch of pennies on it that all the kids went through. But um, I was watching the news and there was this story about the rarest penny in the world, which mm. is a 1914 D penny, which was made in Denver. And um, it was made of steel that year because of World War One, and all the copper was used for, for um, bullets. So I just, after I saw that story, I had it in my mind that I was going to find that penny on that, that one table of, you know, thousands and thousands of pennies. So I went to the coin show with my parents and we went directly to that table and I just kept on searching for that penny and hours and hours passed and my, my parents kept on telling me to go, but I just said, no, I'm going to find it. And I think after five or six hours, I found that penny. So that just taught me that wow. if I put my mind to something, I can get it no matter what. Wow. I think it was, yeah, that yes mindset was always in your blood from like a very young age. And I, I love that story because it just reminds me of like the Willy Wonka story, like finding that like golden, golden bar, <laughs> like you, like you wanted it so bad and you found it. Um, that's awesome. Okay. So tell everyone like your Instagram and um, where to find you and then, yeah. You can find me on Instagram. It's at David, the letter C, L-E-E -E, photography. And my website is dclee.net. Yay. Thanks, cousin. I love this conversation. Thanks, Carissa. Thanks for joining me this week on Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. Make sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot and post to IG. Tag me. Also, don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine. See you next time, wedding pros.